Hi everybody, so thanks again for tuning in. For those who are new, I'm Hannes, I'm currently in Africa, in Ethiopia. And yeah, I'm exploring the ecosystem and today we have a guest, Eden. She's working in her own startup and yeah, this is also the topic of our podcast today. Eden, I would like to ask you, maybe can you introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so I'm Eden. I'm originally from Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. So I spent the first 18 years of my life here. Uh, I was born and raised here. And then I went to India to study my bachelor's in cybersecurity. So it was while I was at university that I uh, developed this passion for social entrepreneurship, um, so tackling social problems and doing more with my education. So that's kind of where my startup journey began. Okay, thank you so much. So actually, you are from Ethiopia. You lived like for 18 years, I think, in Addis, but you also been abroad. So you've been a little bit around and then somehow out of this experience, you started your startup. So maybe can you tell us like um, a little bit about your time abroad, what you did there? And um, maybe later we can then talk about your startup. Okay, sure. Uh, so when I lived in India, I actually had a really great time. So I went to study IT initially. And then the last year, I chose my specialization, which was cybersecurity. So when I was abroad, I got the opportunity to travel to Europe for the first time. So on my first trip to Europe, it was actually for a conference on women's rights, because I was very passionate about that. So I went to Europe and we traveled to around six countries, me and some activists and leaders who work in the same domain as women in women's rights and women's leadership and things like that. So I got to travel to mostly Scandinavian countries and the Netherlands. And it was really fun because I also got to see what challenges other leaders around the world are working on. And it gave me lots of insight and inspiration. So I came back to India as well. And I was doing some volunteering. I Isaac, which is like an organization for youth. And then in the summer, I worked on an internship with Microsoft on cloud computing because that was one of the emerging technologies. And then I came back to Ethiopia. Okay, so how did it actually all start that you somehow at some point, you, it sounds like you started traveling like, you know, like a lot. So how did it start that you actually went first time abroad? Like what happened there? Um, yeah, I mean... I had been wanting to go to India since I was around 13 years old. I was very passionate about the culture. And as you know, Indians are amazing with technology. So I thought it would be the best place for me to study there. So I went there and actually for a year, I was mostly traveling within India because it's really easy, easy to travel between the cities there. And I met lots of great people there. So it was a really fun experience. But then after the year was over, I developed this sort of curiosity, I guess, to find out what the rest of the world was like. Wow. Yeah, so then I think you started a startup. How did that actually happen? Right. So actually, um, in Addis, I'd grown up in a very low-income community where problems like uh, poverty and violence and prostitution was prevalent. So I had always developed this sort of, yeah, curiosity, but also inclination to solve these problems. So when I was in India in my final year, I had heard about this accelerator in Europe called Young Sustainable Impact. And I was very uh, driven by their mission. So I applied and it was like a three-month process. 
There were lots of interviews and application essays. Luckily, I got in. So the way that it works is they basically accept 25 entrepreneurs. And the year that I applied, it was around 12,000 people that I'd actually applied to the accelerator. So I was very fortunate to get in. And once I got in, the accelerator paired me with other entrepreneurs, one from Jamaica, one from Spain, and one from Syria. So yeah, we were paired at the beginning of this year. And then we worked online for six months um, where we just did the normal things that you do in an accelerator. You know, you do a lot of market research, um, you go through different phases and everything. So we did that. We worked really hard on building our startup. And then in the summer, we met in Norway to build our startup. So that's kind of how it was at the beginning. Okay, cool. Thank you. So maybe for those who don't know what an accelerator is, so an accelerator is basically a program which has the goal to help startups within their growth phase to accelerate their growth and their impact. But actually, the accelerator is not like a defined word. So many different accelerators have different programs and there are some hybrids between accelerators and incubators. So how was your accelerator? Did you um, had already the startup before and you accelerated your growth or was it also kind of incubation? How was it? So the program, I mean, the company was more of like a hybrid. It was an incubator and accelerator. Um, so we had actually started from scratch. But for example, I never started a startup before. So I was very new to the startup ecosystem and how everything develops from the beginning. But my co-founder, one of them, he was an award-winning entrepreneur. So he already had two successful startups and he kind of knew the process very well. Same with my other co-founders. So, I mean, the research, they have lots of resources, both for those that are seasoned entrepreneurs and those who are new. So it really depends on you as an entrepreneur, how you use those resources based on, you know, your experience with the startup world. Okay. So maybe we actually have some listeners who are interested how it actually works, like how how do you apply for such a program and what do you do in such a program? You mentioned you started from scratch, so and then I, I believe you went through a very intense program. So what did you actually do beforehand and within the program? Um, so before I applied, um, there are lots of questions that they ask you because what they do is they try to analyze uh, your motivations for joining, like why you want to be an entrepreneur, and then what social problems that you're really passionate about solving. Um, you don't really have to apply with an idea. You just have to have lots of drive and commitment. So that's kind of how I started applying. And then um, and then there are interviews where they try to assess what kind of startup would you be interested in building and things like that. So that's kind of how it was at the beginning. It was lots of like theoretical questions. Um, and then they call you for an interview where they ask you certain questions about how They put you basically in like, they give you situational questions to see how you would perform as a successful entrepreneur. So, yeah, I mean, it was quite different. I mean, different accelerators have different processes, but the one that I went to was kind of, um, it was like this, the process. Okay. And uh, then when you went through the accelerator program, what did you do there? All right. So um, there were four modules, if I'm not mistaken. So the first module was to do with team development. So that was actually kind of fun because we did this thing called the culture canvas. So in my team, we were from four different continents. So our culture was very different. So basically what we do is we do all these exercises for about a month and a half to try to understand each other's background, each other's culture, what our personalities are really like. It's really fun because, I mean, it's not just fun, but it's also essential for the health of your startup. You need to get along with your co-founders pretty well. So 
Yeah, that was really interesting. Um, we spent quite a lot of time doing that. So the organization, they're based in Norway. And so they did a lot of research where they tried to get us to do different activities um, and just to get to know each other very well. So that was kind of very essential at the beginning. So once we did that, it was on to module two, which was uh, research, I think. And then module three was prototyping. And then module four was more like implementation. And module four was in Norway. So we were there implementing the startup, building the platform, networking, meeting with investors. So yeah, that was, I think, probably the most important part of the whole program. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, you told me before that um, you have quite an international team in your startup right now, and they're loca located in different countries. So um, yeah, I, I want to know more about that. Okay, so it's not just our team, actually. It was all the teams in the Accelerator. We were all from different countries. Um, and uh, the Accelerator believes that this is how really successful startups will blossom if there's a lot of diversity in the team. So, yeah, our our team members, one is um, he's an electrical engineer and award-winning startup, award-winning entrepreneur from Syria. So he built the first co-working space in Syria after the war. So he was very successful doing that. And my other co-founder from Spain, he's a tech consultant. So he worked at a consulting company, one of the largest ones in Europe. So he's actually um, more of like his background is more international business. And mine is kind of IT, cybersecurity and digital marketing. And my Syrian uh, co-founder, he's more like engineering. But at the same time, he has lots of startup experience. So together we have lots of you know different interests. Our backgrounds are quite different, but we bring lots to the table. Um, and we also had a fourth co-founder, but we, there was some conflict in in the middle of the program. So he chose to leave the program. But, you know, that was one of the problems that we that most co-found most startups usually encounter, you know, problems with the co-founders and one person has to leave. But the thing is, we were in an accelerator and we had proper mentors. Uh, they were called concierge. So we can call on them anytime to support us, to give us the guidance to move on. So that was very supportive. But yeah, and right now I am working full-time in Addis and my Syrian co-founder, he's working part-time um, and he'll be moving to United Arab Emirates soon. And my third co-founder, he's in China learning Mandarin. So he's also working on a part-time basis. And actually, what is your mission? What is your motivation? What what do you try to do with your startup? I think you told, told me before that you are like impact-driven, so... What is it that you do? All right. So our mission is basically to empower refugees economically and digitally. So what we do is our startup is called Invicta, and we're a tech consulting firm that offers uh, remote work remote work opportunities for uh, refugees and internally displaced youth. So basically, our target is um, people in developing nations that have refugee or IDP status between the ages of 18 to 25. So the problem that we identified is with the refugee crisis came lots of problems. Many of them was that lots of people that were displaced were very highly uh, skilled and highly educated as well. So the problem was that they weren't being given the jobs in accordance to their field of expertise in their host nations, because host countries and the United Nations, they prioritize safety and health and protection for refugees. They don't prioritize economic opportunities. So that's where we decided to come in and sort of help the situation get better by providing remote work opportunities. So at the beginning, when we were doing market research and my Syrian co-founder, he's really he has lots of networks in the Middle East. 
So we sent out a, a form, an online form, to see what the skills are in the market and if there's really an interest for them. So we actually got an overwhelming response. We got around 1,200 uh, refugees who, signed, who enrolled onto our platform. Basically, they, they filled out this very lengthy form uh, talking about their skills, what languages they speak, um, do they have access to the internet, will they be willing to work remotely. And then when we were in Norway during the summer, we got lots of companies willing to hire. So basically, right now what we're doing is we're building a platform to match the refugees who are wanting to work remotely and the companies that need talent and tech. So we're just doing the matching, basically. Nice. That's like a really great thing. I wanted to ask, or I'm curious, how far are you actually like uh, with this idea, with this mission? Okay, so when we were in Norway, actually, we had a lot of progress because it was the first time that we as the co-founders actually met in person and we were doing lots of work. We had our mentors there. Um, we, vis we visited other tech accelerators and we got lots of guidance. So there, what we were doing is we were building the platform and getting the word out. That's kind of what all the startups were doing. So what we're what our current focus is on right now is funding. So we already got seed funding from the accelerator, but now we're looking for our first round of funding and we're looking for more partnerships. So we actually have three partnerships so far. Um, one is with the accelerator in Norway because they're sort of doing the similar thing in terms of matching people from diverse backgrounds and making them work online. And the second partner that we got is from a company in the U.S. called TooBusy.co. So basically, they're a recruitment agency for minorities in the in the United States. So that's our second partner. And our third partner is Zenbit. So they're a Ukrainian tech company that hires engineers and freelance workers to work on really creative like mobile app projects in Ukraine. So so, so far, we have three partners and we're looking for more. Um, currently, what we're doing is we're talking a lot with organizations that work with refugees, like uh, Norwegian Refugee Council, uh, Refugees Welcome Norway, UNHCR. And um, yeah, so we're talking to these people, to these organizations, hoping to meet their beneficiaries, seeing how um, viable our system, our service could be in their organizations, and just trying to get the word out as much as possible so that once our platform is up and running, Uh, we can have it working as efficiently as possible. Wow. So as an entrepreneur, we always face some difficulties. There are always some challenges on the way that's that's normal. So so I, I was wondering, what are the challenges you had on your way? I think at the beginning, like um, when we were working remotely for six months, it was a bit difficult. Like, for example, I had been doing a lot of remote jobs online at the time, so it wasn't really difficult for me. But, um, for example, my Syrian co-founder, he didn't have great internet access in Syria. There was a lot going on in his hometown. So when we tried to meet online for important meetings or like we had these sort of mock pitches during six months that we were working online. So basically, we would in our respective countries, we would have to pitch to investors around the world that you need stable internet connection and things like that. And we also did a, a consultancy project for Storebrand, which is one of the largest banks in Norway. So with, we had to work very closely with them. And, you know, lots of there was lots of internet problems, electricity going off and, you know, caused some problems between the team as well because uh, our lack, because our trust was also being shattered a bit and our mentors for some time, they weren't avail available. So it was really up to us to work on our issues. So that was probably one of the first challenges that cropped up when we were working online. And then when we got to Norway, You know, it's really different, different, like 
when you're working with someone online, you don't really notice some of their some of their characteristics that that are brought on by their culture and things like that that you you don't really expect. So that kind of that was sort of like a well, I mean, it was very new to us when we met in Norway. There were some things that bothered us amongst the co-founders, and we just kept it to ourselves. And you know, there were just some problems within the team that needed to be resolved. Well, for example, one of my co-founders, he um, he had this habit of always smoking. And uh, I, I, I don't like smoking at all. And um, the thing for him is it's he doesn't just do it because it's a habit. It's actually therapeutic for him when he gets stressed. And we were quite stressed during the also weeks because, um, you know, it's like investors the next day and then the meeting after that. It's like you, we had three mock pitches and one big pitch. So it was always like working together. And like we had meetings with lots of organizations and we had to delegate and there was a lot of stress. So we had to deal with our stress in our own ways. So like for me, I'd just be listening to music or I'd go to sleep and my Spanish co-founder, he would maybe go for a walk. But my Syrian co-founder, he would always uh, smoke and it, like he would always smoke in our meetings. And at one point it got to a problem. I mean, it got to a point where it became a problem and we had to talk to him about it. We had to get the CEO of the accelerator involved. So that was kind of a, that was kind of problematic at the in the accelerator program. But, you know, you just have to deal with it when it comes up. But I think... The, the relationship that you have with your co-founder is probably the most important thing. Like if that's fractured, then, you know, your startup is kind of in a problem. Okay. So I think that actually, I'm not sure, but I heard once, I think like more than two thirds of the country of the population in Ethiopia are very young. I think they're around 20. So there are many young people in Ethiopia. And I believe out of these young people, there are many um, motivated entrepreneurs who would like to start maybe their business. So do you maybe have some advice for them how they could start things, what is needed, what it takes actually? And so sometimes we have these limiting beliefs in our head that we tell ourselves, yeah, I don't have money, that's why I can't start something or I don't have the connection to go abroad. And so we limit basically ourselves to start a business or start something what we really want to do. Do you have some advice for people who would want to start something and who might have these limiting beliefs? Yeah, so I was in Ghana last month and we were on a panel, like me and four other uh, entrepreneurs in Africa. So this question actually came up uh, by someone in the audience. So basically what we said was, first of all, um, investors are more likely to invest in a team rather than a solopreneur. So even if you're really passionate and you have an idea, try to find a very motivated uh, team of people. It could be university people, uh, your university friends. It could be maybe some of your siblings, anyone that um, seems very interested in the idea. I think it's, it would be quite a good idea to bring them together collectively and see what you can do for the idea, like to build the idea, basically. And another thing was try to find a, a problem that lots of startups aren't solving. If you can find a niche, that would also be good. Other than that, I think there are quite a few co-working spaces and accelerators in Addis. So, you know, you could always explore that. Also, there are organizations like the UN that are that provide lots of resources and support for social entrepreneurs. So it's always a good idea to explore those. I think there are quite a few avenues of finance for social entrepreneurs in Ethiopia. Uh, I know the government has a program where they give entrepreneurs uh, a certain amount of grants um, depending on their idea. So like... I think they have different sectors, like if you're working in health or agriculture or maybe fashion, then they'll give you the grant. So it's always good to go on their websites and 
uh, inquire for more information. I think from my experience abroad, it's mostly the private sector that gives funding for entrepreneurs. So yeah, you, sh- you should just keep an open eye for, for both the private sector and government as well and just see what sources of funding you can get. Because once you get funding, then you can really start working on your project really well. And that would also be very motivating. So yeah, there's tons of potential. You just have to be willing to work hard. And sometimes even when you find a source of funding and you apply and you don't get in, it might be discouraging. But, you know, that's why you need like a strong, motivated team, like to always encourage you and also, yeah, just always motivate you to keep going, keep pushing, because it's really, really difficult becoming being a startup entrepreneur at the beginning. You just have to have you just need you need to be really resilient and keep working hard. So, I mean, that's just my my advice in a nutshell. Okay, thank you. So what are actually the things you need to do first? Because, um, so you mentioned a really good team is very important. And then I think like the funding comes a little bit down the road. First, you maybe need to create some track record or some something you can show before you can convince people to fund you. So what is actually, what do you need to do first? Like if you really want to start from zero. So with me, I went through an accelerator. So the process is quite different than if I didn't go through an accelerator, because then I would have to do all the work by myself, like creating the business plan and talking to lots of uh, people in the industry. So when you're in in an accelerator, that's kind of all scheduled for you. You just have to kind of show up and do all the work that they set up. But yeah, at the beginning, I would say it's a lot of paperwork, like you have to do a lot of research, you need to figure out whatever problem that you want to solve, you really need to go out and talk to, you know, the people who are plagued by whatever problem it is, you need to talk, you need to go out really to the communities and find out, and maybe conduct like a needs assessment survey, see what the problems are. And then once you have that, then you can move on to, you know, what viable solutions could come out that could be quite effective and see is your team equipped to carry out that solution? I mean, that's very important. And yeah, I mean, it would be awesome if you could get into an accelerator or if you can get into accelerator, try to find a mentor. Um, And there are really so many great people in Addis as well. Um, Professionals maybe working in top organizations would be willing to mentor you from start to finish. And because especially if you're new to the startup ecosystem, then they can also link you with people who are, um, who have successful startups, people who've been there, and they can guide you through the process. Um, it's also like um, worth signing up to places like the Startup School and Y Combinator because they give you lots of useful resources for marketing, for budgeting, for anything. And, you know, it's, it will be useful, useful information for you at any point. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Actually, with the Y Combinator, that's also one thing we did, and I can highly recommend it because you get like a lot of access to the best knowledge, how you should do things and all for free. And um, one thing I can also recommend is if you are still studying, use the, the campus, use the networks of your professors because professors, they're usually quite helpful. They have time so you can talk with them and you have Wi-Fi at the university and people who could become Uh, you co-founder. So there are a lot of resources actually at university. So when other people go partying, you can maybe uh, work on your startup and uh, use the facilities you have at the university. So that's also one thing I can can recommend. 
And um, yeah, I think we are already pretty much at the end. Is there maybe something you want to add or something you want to tell the audience? Um, I mean, for those of you who are listening right now and, you know, maybe you've had an idea for quite some time, but you're not sure how to go about it. I mean, I would just say just start now, like just start with what you have and just keep going because, you know, you will always experience hurdles. Like even the most successful entrepreneurs that you can think of, they've faced so many challenges even today that, oh God, you just, I don't know, like they just never give up. That's why they're successful. You know, they're resilient, they're perseverant. And what keeps them going is that they're very passionate about what they're doing and they know that it's, that it will have an impact in the future. So, you know, go into this with the right motivation and you'll never, I mean, it will be very difficult for you to give up because, you know, you'll always be inspired, I guess, constantly by what you're doing. And yeah, that's what I have to say. I mean, lots of people who start in the startup ecosystem go through lots of challenges, but the, the key is to just never give up and to keep always being updated with new information. And also I would say be very active on LinkedIn because LinkedIn has been very uh, useful for me and my co-founders and help in finding useful partners and investors and mentors. So yeah, LinkedIn is very good. I would say LinkedIn and Y Combinator are probably super useful for you at the beginning and yeah, just keep going. Cool, thank you so much. Yeah, actually one thing I want to add here I really believe that in our world in which we live nowadays, um, companies and startups are one of the vehicles which can actually have a social impact and change the system and how we live because they are just the lifeblood of a capitalistic system. So if you if you manage to actually set up such an entity and you can um, you can use it to also work for your passion and achieve the change you want to see in the world. So, yeah, I really want to encourage you to, to start something if that's something what you, you want to do and get around your limiting beliefs and go for it. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And if you actually have some questions for Eden or me, just uh, contact us. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.